I just love Billy Joel. I love that song. I love every rendition of it that I've ever heard and other people covering it. But there's a reason why I played it on today's podcast. And you're just going to have to stay tuned because that'll make sense when we get to our subject of the podcast. Now, I have a little bit to explain here. Number one, we're out of sequence. Why are we out of sequence? Well, my special guest that I had two weeks ago was on on video. We did it through Zoom. And Zoom has never failed us. We've done several podcasts where we had our our guest appear on Zoom and we had the video feed so that we had both audio and video. And uh, we tested it. Anthony was in the control room. He had the dials going. His video came out perfect as he was setting everything up for the room. We did a 45-minute podcast and Later that day, I just thought it was me. I couldn't find it in the system. It was Friday. We quit. We came back Monday. I said, Ann, how'd the podcast come out? He said, Brett, we don't have it. I said, what do you mean we don't have it? And uh, unfortunately, it just vanished. It was recording on Zoom. That was verified by Anthony, not just me. So uh, I apologize. We're out of sequence. Last podcast was actually done last Friday, and that wasn't supposed to be uh, the podcasts, but we're okay because I've got a better special way of having my special guest appear today. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy that. So back to camera, uh, we're going to have some interesting topics. I will explain that, but I have to tell you guys, those of you who follow this podcast regularly, you know that I had a pretty special thing going on just when I got back to film the last time we tried this and uh, I was invited to go up to the Lost Kitchen. Now, if you don't know what that is, please go to YouTube and do a couple searches for the Lost Kitchen. It is a magnificent dining experience that, and it doesn't matter who you are and how much money you have, you can't go unless you send a postcard in and they draw a lottery to see who can go up to Freedom, Maine, population 700, where you get to have what I now will consider my greatest dining experience. Erin uh, French is the chef. She is a magnificent cook, chef, host, personality. She's she's just lovely. And, and we all just fell in love with her before we went there. So big shout out to the Lost Kitchen, Erin, uh, the team, her husband, Michael, just a, an amazing, amazing group of people up there. So uh, it, it changed. Unfortunately, restaurants are shot now because I don't think I can ever experience that. And I've been sending it out to everyone. So if you haven't got a link from me, check it out. And I think you'll love the show. It, it's on uh, Discovery Plus on the Magnolia Network, formerly do-it-yourself DIY. So check it out if you get a chance. So we're, we're going to try to touch on some uglier topics. Now, because this is a week late, a lot has happened since then. The head fake that we had been predicting uh, that started in June was, in fact, a pretty good head fake. This was like the Michael Jordan of head fakes where, you know, basically the defense was frozen. And a lot of you got caught thinking that somehow, magically, 2022 got cured over basically nothing. I, I don't know what it was that that caused this this rally, other than the fact that bear market rallies typically don't have a lot of fundamentals behind them. It's more emotion. It's more people expecting growth to come back because we've had so much of it. 12 years is a lot to forget when it comes to uh, the up versus the down of markets. So now we're basically after yesterday and we're, we're doing this today is what is today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday, I worked all weekend. I have some big plans I'm working on here that I had to get out. So today is Tuesday. The stock market looks like it's going to open well. I didn't see the open yet. I don't think the open, yes, it did happen. I know it was up about 200 points in the uh, the pre-market, but who knows where the day will go. But before that, Friday, another Friday, I think that made seven out of eight Fridays that we ended up in the red. The head fakes are real. 
the recession is more and more likely. I believe we're in the recession. Now we just have to redefine recession. And then we could uh, hopefully start looking at what do we have? How does that impact our plans going forward? We've done a lot of crazy stuff in our new plans. Uh, I'm just finishing one now. It's probably one of the most elaborate plans I've ever worked on. And we actually put the two-year treasury in. Um, 4.3, we're hoping to catch that 4.3 plus for our client because we just can't have money go the other way. I'd rather have 4% growth. More importantly, I just need principal protection. And when you're designing an income strategy, principal protection is really important. And typically what we'll do is we'll work backwards. We'll get income protection and then we'll work backwards and try to give you guidance on what you can be a little bit more cavalier with. You know, where where can you find your growth and when should you try to pick it up? So if you haven't seen one of these advanced plans, send me an email. Let me know if you're interested. It's brett at retirementarchitecture.com. Happy to talk with you. We, We do have an application process now. We're no longer available the way we had been. Uh, The plans are getting more complicated and we're we're just getting absorbed in our own success with these. So hopefully if, if you're struggling a little bit, you're a little bit nervous about where you're going, you're a little bit nervous about your investments, maybe this is the perfect time to take a look at what we do. If you've been following this, this podcast and webinars, and I'm going to get another webinar out shortly, hopefully, uh, I think, what did I say at the beginning of October? Early October, we'll get another webinar out, and uh, I think that's going to make a a big difference. So all that done, hopefully I didn't go too long on the intro. I want to introduce my special guest who came up to my studio today to record with me, Amy Gould, Esquire. She is an attorney. She is a, a good friend, but not only that, Amy was selected to be the co-host of a series that we were shooting prior to the pandemic. Uh, The program was going to be called Live to 100, and it was an aspirational TV series that was going to kind of showcase what we did as far as helping people get confidence with their retirement plan, but then why were they doing it? And and the whole idea was, you know, hey, if you do all this right, you could go and have uh, a wine in Tuscany, Italy, and enjoy yourself, so skiing we we were going to uh, there was a, a gentleman who was retiring who uh was was uh, his aspiration was to become a ski instructor yep another one um who was, retirement yes Kevin exactly and, and then um people who wanted to travel and go on safari that a lot of people had those aspirations and we were going to link uh the the, the continual planning that we've had, you know, that they've been doing and show them how to get there. But so the word is confidence, right? Would you say confidence? Oh, absolutely. Confidence in, in the decision-making process, showing you the plan and how to get there. But um, also while we were uh, filming it, uh, we were going to make these common, well, to, to finance people, um, what we consider common terms which the normal joe considers jargon we make those terms very a really good way of putting it yeah it's a it, to make Every, it everything more has everyday. a lexicon right so in finance we talk in a lot of acronyms and you know cds iras r uh, rmds so there's so many acronyms and we were going to try to normalize that to your point Absolutely. is to demonstrate them in, in a audio video format in an entertaining format and show how when you can get all of these things to make sense, you get empowered, right? Knowledge. Knowledge is power. I mean, think about what uh, some of the do-it-yourself shows did to people's ability to renovate on their own. This was going to give them the power, the knowledge to do things and, and, and retire with confidence. Um, or, you know, really, Hey, you didn't save enough yet. You, you need to do a couple more years. And at this rate, then you'll have what your, your goal and aspiration is. So when I'm at home Depot now, and I see this lovely lady carrying a sledgehammer, 
It's not because she just wanted to buy a sledgehammer. It's because she's watched so many of these shows and she knows she's going to go home and off come the cabinets and she's hubby's going to come home and say, what are we doing? And she's going to say, oh, Reno, we're doing a Reno. This is the fun part. This is demo day. It's probably good that she gets at it beforehand so that the... Yeah, get it started. Get it started. Once down, you can't put them back up. So the, the, the series was, this is, this is another COVID, terrible tale of COVID. Uh, the series was was starting at the end of 2019, early 2020. So the planning was going on in 2019. It was uh, the storylines that were all written. We wrote seven different uh, vignettes, if you will, storylines. And um, COVID came. And when COVID came... We had, we shot one day, right? You right. came up to our, we, at that time we had our big fancy offices in Poughkeepsie, uh, the whole top floor of, of the Baxter building and uh, everything was going great. It was exciting. Uh, the yeah. show was going to be fantastic. We had great direction. We had big chief entertainment was, was doing the production. Steven, uh, Steve, no, Tim Miller and Tim Goodman, two of the most brilliant minds in, in production, uh, we're going to produce the show and film it and edit it. So we were really excited. So Amy came up and we actually shot a day. And that was actually a day that was called the test day, right? That was when we would learn who in the office couldn't be on camera, who could. Right. Will, will Amy and Brett be able to work well together? All of that was done, but it was kind of a, you know, it was a, still production day. We still had sound and lighting and, and all that good stuff going on. And it was seamless. It was, we, it was we did, it, it was amazing. So everything from that moment was, we were very excited about it. It was, it was, it was going forth. And, yeah. uh, and then I can still remember driving home um, and getting a call from, uh, uh, from my son and it was his birthday. It was uh, March thirteenth, oh, and wow. it was. Now we really uh, can remember the day. Yeah, huh? it and we were going on a um, uh, what is it? The flatten the curve, uh, flatten the curve for two weeks. So you know the whole flatten the curve for two weeks. That was yeah, the beginning. It, it went crazy, and I have to admit, none of us really took it as serious as it was at the time. Obviously, we we had a podcast. I think it was called. Um, what do we call that? And it wasn't it called uh, the the boy who cried wolf, right? The boy who cried wolf. So that had to be right around, I'm going to say March or so. So it's in that same time frame, and we were kind of joking around on, well, you know, this this uh, this virus is going to. I said it's going to kill 150 people. Boy, was I off. Like I've been <laughs> off before, but that's like going into play lotto and picking one ball and hoping you're going to win. I was way off and. I'll never forget. It was a little time after that that day. I got a call from Tim Miller, and he basically said, you know, what are you thinking, Brett? What are we going to do? And I said, well, what do you mean? What are we going to do? I said, well, are we going to do the series? And he said, I'm afraid of this. Uh, I'm afraid of what's going on. And, and Tim was from New York City, so he lived in Manhattan, and he it really hit home what was going on down there. And then they actually shut down a part of Rockland County. Like they quarantined. Yeah. It was like that movie uh, with Dustin Hoffman and the monkey, you know, uh, Kentage. Outbreak. 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 Yeah. Outbreak. And uh, it really hit hard and we had some tough decisions to make. We knew that we would not get, you know, paid if we didn't complete a series, there would be no money and it was going to be a big risk on us. And, we did the hard thing. We, we decided to put the series on hold and then the pandemic just worsened. And then it went from hold to basically maybe never happening again. And, and it was really depressing. And, uh, you know, Amy and I kind of, we, we all, we all got pulled apart, right? I spent months in my office by myself and, and we lost contact for a little while, but it's a shame. The good news is if there's any good news of that whole time period is we did complete Rock and Retirement with Kevin and Debbie, and that is in our Deserve magazine, which was actually launched as a, I forget which one it was in. Anthony just pointed because he's so proud of this magazine. So this is the, this says Kevin and Debbie's Rock and Retirement. So it's in the Deserve, and I know there's none of these left, right? We went through thousands of this magazine. So this was the first 
magazine that we came out from Deserve. Uh, Rocky Mountain Cry was my story. Very important to me what I what I wrote in here. So we've got several issues that we've done since then. And uh, last night we actually had a meeting here and we decided we're going to not only keep the magazine going, but we're going to step it up a little bit. So uh, don't ask me how we're going to find all the time, but hopefully, you know, with uh, with Anthony and Pat Charles together on this project, I think we're going to do really, really well. So the magazine is kind of uh, a result of a failed TV series. Well, if you Not know failed, where, where a door closes, a window opens, or a window closes, right. a door opens. You know, it's just taking those opportunities and still, you're getting the information out there. And yeah. it's just it's not just, like a series. It's not like the series, <laughs> but you never know if that's going to uh, make its way back. Yeah, at some it, point. it is interesting. When I talk about it, like when I was up at Lost Kitchen and I did speak with, with Michael Dutton, he's Aaron French's husband. And he and I actually had a, a, a close passing at one point when he was working at Broadway Video, which is Lauren Michaels' company, uh, Saturday Night Live. And I was there at the same time on the first series that I was picked to be a host of, which was called uh, Over My Head. And uh, that didn't get picked up. We were really, really close, but it didn't get picked up by Discovery at the time. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. But when I talked about what we were going to do, I could see the, you know, kind of a sparkle in his eye. Like, wow, that's a pretty cool idea. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I can be uh, coerced into trying it again, but it's, it's a big undertaking. It's a really big undertaking. Is, is it? Was it? Would it really be coercion at that point? I I, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I guess anytime you can put uh, the the ability to do it, I would probably be the first one to say, yeah, let's go get it done. Yes, you usually are. So let me uh, let me move into the topic. You're an attorney. You're an estate planning expert, and that's how you and I connected. Was that was something that I believe a lot of clients that we meet are really short on and and the other side that has it done i think it's premature and it's more of a you know an attorney that had a creative uh, marketing idea and somebody that doesn't even know what their for future will hold right. but the reason i i played billy joel's new york state of mind to open this podcast was because of the new york part of that yeah and we are here in my office, which is New York, and Amy's from New Jersey. And there's a big difference just going a few miles north from New Jersey when it comes to how estate taxes are done. Uh, so in, in New York, they have this um, the system. It's called the Cliff. And um, it, they give you a, a pretty generous exemption. It's uh, $6 million right now. So uh, up to that $6 million marker, you know, there's no tax whatsoever. And then after that $6 million mark, um, which is, they do something different than any other jurisdiction does. Um, every other jurisdiction states, um, they usually, if you, if you have $7 million, for example, they will tax you on that additional million. But New York said, you know what, let's, let's double down. For the people who are going over that $6 million, let's double down on that. And as soon as they go over... Uh, that magical number, whatever it is, in this case, 6.11 million uh, for this year, let's tax the entire estate. So it makes that... So when that you say tax in the state, let's, <laughs> let's make sure people understand right. that. When, when you are underneath that exemption, the, and they call that the death tax exemption, and right now it's, it's at a really high number, which was done Literally. by the Trump administration and the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Prior to that, it was on its way up to 7.5, I believe was the target um, through the Obama administration. And if if Hillary Clinton had won the election, she was looking to lower that threshold down to like 3.5 million. But the idea of this cliff is really scary because your estate becomes like an individual, right? It's going to be taxed before the money even gets to your children. Right, not not just, um, but it, not just that little section which is over the given amount. The entire thing. That's the and cliff part. Exactly, it it just falls which off. Which currently the cliff is really a New York thing. Only it's, it's based on the fact that New York just wants to tax you if you stand still long enough. They'll tax you for that. 
Well, that was the thing. Um, the the committee background notes and uh, one of my uh, colleagues, we were talking about this and he was instrumental um, in letting the New York legislature understand what the consequences, they, um, and he believed that they were unintended consequences of until he you know, made them aware as to exactly what was going to happen. They said, thank you very much, and they did it anyway. So um, they, they knew. They knew they wanted to generate the revenue. New York was in you know, a, a bit of trouble with um, their uh, the uh, deficits that they were uh, operating under, and they needed more money. So- Which isn't any different than the federal government. It's just <laughs> the federal government has the ability to print money, New York State, only has the ability to go in debt to others who give them money. Correct. So it's not like they have the same thing, but we're running to a point now where the federal government's printing press may be taken away from it. And that's what inflation has done, right? We're now experiencing what runaway printing of money can do to an economy. And it is like, it's almost like a pandemic to finance what's going on right now with inflation. We had um, discussed uh, the, the deficit has uh, just, it, it is expanding and compounding at a, a number that we've never known. Uh, it so is- the number I, I looked on Friday, Amy, because I had a suspicion that we were crossing $31 trillion. Mm-hmm. Now, I also remembered that this year, when we started the year, we had just crossed over $30 trillion. So in 2022, it was kind of like, hey, happy new year, bang, 30 trillion was the number. And I just had this feeling that the number was getting closer to 31. And when I went on and checked on, uh, there's a thing that you can check online. It's the uh, national debt. Some Anthony's going to look it up in this on the control board. But there's a way you can go and see where we're the real time, the real real time. Where are we in the debt? It was at thirty trillion nine hundred billion XXX. And weren't we last year the same time uh, in the two two about two trillion less? So I think that we have run up in a year another two trillion. Almost. It'll be yeah. so if if we anniversary was if we used uh, January twenty twenty two, we crossed over thirty. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to nail down if we haven't hit it already. And can you check that on online? where the national debt is right now, or you can't because you got the system up? I can't see it. Oh, it's almost like if anybody remembers the Jerry Lewis telethon. So uh, this is when Ed McMahon would go, uh, and here's our number. The number right now is $30,916,000,000,000. So guys, we're there. We're going to 31. That will mean that we went a trillion dollars further into debt and we're still in September. Yeah, it's so. Th- I guess the point is, is this uh, New York critical need to generate taxes, need to generate income to solve that? They're they're going to be looking for they other things. To. So federally, what's happening? Um, it's twelve million, and it's portable. So uh, right now, I can, if we were married, we could, we had twenty four million between the two of us. If we use it correctly, if we if right. we title things correctly, and that, that's part of what Trump did. Is he made it into a gigantic right. billboard? It it's beautiful. And it's like oh, it's too high, and everyone yeah. is saying oh, it's for the rich. Well, yeah, it is. If you don't have twenty something million to leave your family, then it's kind of like okay, who needs that? Well. You know, the Trump and other people of his income level believe that they made the money. They paid taxes as they made the money. Why should they have to pay tax again yeah. when they're dead? That's right. And it's they are. If double, your estate is paying it, it's a double taxation. Double taxation on it for sure. And uh, that that legislation is set to sunset in 2026 as it currently stands. And it'll go back to the 2018 plus inflation rate. So- we're going to go back to about five and change, probably 5.8, maybe 6 million, somewhere along that, in that vicinity. Yeah. And that's if nothing happens. And a lot of people say, hey, you know what? I don't have $5 million. Well, if you look at your life insurance, a lot of people have a, you know, a couple million dollars worth of insurance. Um, a house here in New York could be a, a million dollars easy. Right. Um, 
So you can climb up there so very quickly. And that's a problem, uh, especially with real estate, right? So absolutely. If I, if I had a real estate collection and collectively it's $5 million, it's not in a bank account. It's land. Right. And if we're going into a recession where real estate might be targeted in this recession, especially if it's long and painful and interest driven, right? If the recession is being driven by higher rates, that means real estate's going to get pounded. Right. I pass. Well, now, how does my family convert stagnant real estate to pay the cliff tax if the cliff... And by the way, one, one point on the cliff, the New York State of Mine... Chuck Schumer right. was the Senate banking chair for a lot of the years that he was in the Senate representing New York. Well, he is now at a pretty prominent level inside of Washington. Do you think for a minute he wouldn't say, hey, why don't you do what we did in New York? Yeah, worked let's, in our state. Let's put a cliff in place yeah. here. So the idea that this is some kind of you know scare tactic, we're not trying to scare anyone. The whole idea of these conversations is, is to create conversation, thought, preparation. Why do that to your family? One of the properties that I am partners in right now was a result of a bad timing for a family. You know, grandpa had lots of equipment and lots of land and he passed. And when he did, it was one of the lower federal levels for the death tax at that time. Now, George Steinbrenner <laughs> hit it perfect. Like yeah. you talk about a guy that just had the Midas touch. George Steinbrenner died the only year that we didn't even have the federal estate tax. We had nothing. He was billions. Right on time. Billions <laughs> passed to his family without tax. So this other family happened to hit it the wrong way. And when dad died, grandpa died, his son inherited all this land. And the value put him over the limit. So he had the, the cliff in New York mm -hmm. and he had the federal tax at the federal level. They didn't have any money in the estate. They just had stuff. And the family had to sell what would generate the money quickest because the IRS said, if you don't sell it, we're taking it. And that's, that's the issue is that when you are in that situation where you don't have a lot of liquidity, you need, uh, you, you're forced to a, uh, a fire sale. Basically I have, and that's to, what they I did. have nine months to move this property and right. the, the, the more sophisticated the property, you know, if you're talking about a commercial property, uh, in your case, you're talking about machinery. I mean, uh, the markets for those are But not only uh, machinery, machinery that was the family's income source. Yeah. So you couldn't sell this heavy equipment because then the business is dead and they don't care. They just want their money. So there's, there's things that everyone out there should, you know, it's like everything we've been doing for years now. We're just showing you the evidence of what's going on so you can start assembling ideas and how to be proactive. You don't want to wait until you get there because all the tools will be removed. You won't have the ability to get ahead of things because there's things called lookbacks. And the look yeah, back right now is five years, even for just like Medicare and, and other type of things. So, you know, and you probably heard that, oh, mom needs to get a, a trust in place because she's 75. Well, if you're thinking about a trust at 75, that means it better have, you better hope that mom's in good shape till she's 80. Right. And, and not even just in good shape until she's 80, um, that she's going to live beyond 80 to make all of that planning worthwhile because you can, you can spin those wheels and you can plan, plan, plan. But if she doesn't live beyond 80, everything is for nothing. And so you, you really need to be thinking about things. And a lot of people are not thinking about that five-year look back. They're not, they're also not thinking about what I consider, um, divorce row, um, with their children. You know, the divorce rate is, uh, sky high, especially post COVID. And, um, so a lot of the people who did, you know, a will that said, Hey, I give everything to my husband. And then my husband predeceases me to my kids and I'm going to keep it in a trust for them until 25 and unicorns and rainbows are going to happen and they're going to be um, very mature at 25. Yeah. Um, mm. That may be the case, but then they might meet uh, somebody who they get married to and then 
divorced later on after you've given them this money and that money now becomes boom their ex their now, exes. it's now out of the family tree right right there's, there's now a broken branch in the family tree and it's going all toward you know possibly his or her, her many, new husband many people and, can think of that happening to people they know i know of multiple people where that's actually happening right as we speak it's very sad so the, the thing to tie together here, guys, for what we do and what Amy is an expert in, when you don't think you have a lot and you have 30 years at least in your timeline, again, remember, live to 100. If you were outside right now, my license plate literally says live to 100 on it. I believe that's going to be a layup for a lot of us now. I think medi- medicines, regenerative health, so many things that I've talked about on this program will push us to these age limits that we don't really think can happen. And if you look at some of your your future, as far as your growth of your money and what things can do, you might not think of yourself as being super wealthy right now. You know, a couple million bucks in an IRA, uh, you know, a house that's worth a million bucks. Guys, this, if it's properly managed and properly plan for can be a sizable amount of money. So what what's happening is when you get your live to 100 plan and you get your blueprint from us, we'll go out and look at 80, 90, 100, and we'll show you what your potential exposure is, not just for you, but to your family. The stretch IRA is gone, guys. If you're not familiar with that, if you've got a million, two million, a lot of our clients have a million plus in their IRAs. The cases I'm working on right now on my desk have over a million dollars in their IRA. And what they don't understand is that's going to be even more when they get there because they're not burning the money up the way they might have thought they would. They're, They're being careful. Again, they're following our program. They're not, matter of fact, a lot of people that listen to this program regularly have been sitting on the sidelines since January when we made the call. 200-day moving average says, run for the hills, guys. And a lot of you did, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to help you with that. But the reality is, is we'll probably go through a wrecking ball economy. Right. And then there's always a rebound. Well, going back to your IRA situation as well, I don't think that a lot of people understand um, with the stretch IRA gone, um, and if they were to ha- will it to their heirs, basically it goes by a beneficiary designation, um, now their kids have to use it within 10 years. Right, and, and if that they've got becomes, a good job and good income. Right. And, and so if you, they're already in a 30% tax bracket and you're now sending it to them and it's $2 million, another Two hundred thousand, just without the just the principal per year, uh, is is going to there forty percent of that's out the door so to to Mister Taxman. That's really important from the person who's gifting the money, right? Because I've worked my whole life, I've guarded this money, I've grown this money, and now when I want to give it to my kids, now they might just say, "Well, you know, I got an extra X amount. I got an extra fifty grand from dad." Right. Well, it should have been two hundred grand. But what happened was they had to increase the taxes on their pay because they went up a couple, mm-hmm. potentially and likely the highest of the margins, right. which could be in the low mid 40s by that time, right? This could easily transition higher. They've been struggling with 39.6. Why? Because it's not 40. But just like gas prices, $3.99 held for weeks before it went to $4. <laughs> but then it went to four and a quarter. Yes, you know, it goes you, very quickly. That number. So that is is part of the problem. So the stretch IRA, in my opinion, Amy, it's been taken away. So it used to be your, your children could stretch your IRA and reduce the amount of money they would take. And it didn't matter about spending. It's a matter of, of paying tax on it. They didn't have to spend a penny of it. They would just have to take it and spend tax and they could put it right back into an investment, but you're still losing the toll money, right? You're losing the tax. So the, the, the concept here is if they already showed their hand and the government does this, I believe intentionally, they tip the cards down so you can see what they're thinking. When they took the stretch down to 10 years, well, why didn't they do five? Is that coming? And what is five? Five to zero? Is that possible? And now we start getting into that same problem well, of future e- taxation. Either way, that's the theme. Future taxation is the theme. So how are they going to get it? Are they going to get it the state tax? Probably. 
They're going to get it um, on retirement funds, probably. Uh, we we know that there's been legislation uh, that has been proposed to eliminate the capital gains tax and make it um, synonymous with the income tax. So every which way you're going to turn at this moment, you're going to be taxed. So you have to play the game the way the game's supposed to be played. And, 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 and this isn't even for reckless spending no this is going to become austerity budgeting needs we are going to have to pay the way i was looking at it within a couple of years if we're not already there the servicing costs because of higher interest rates the servicing costs costs of our national debt will exceed what we spend on defense in the united states like the idea of bridges and airports and tunnels that's all going to be gone this is going to be how do we get enough money to just pay our bills. It's like all the credit cards are maxed out and I don't want to go under. Right. What do I do? I got to work every single day just to tread water. We're there. We're already there. And now the fact that the government is fighting inflation with the only tool it has, which is rising rates, it's actually self-mutilating. They're killing themselves by raising the rates. You are on the money on that. And that's, that's the only thing they can do. That's the only thing that they can do. They can tax us and they can raise the rates. They're raising the rates, another three quarters just last week. And what's the other mechanism that they're going to use is the taxation. And at some level, everybody's got to be prepared for it. You know, you look at the New York situation with um, uh, the, the state tax cliff, but on the other hand of that, it, they have no gifting tax. So if you're smart you gift during your life right? and you make use of those gifts. And, and who doesn't want to see their, their children actually benefit during their life, watching them visibly, um, benefiting from the money. But a lot of people have that struggle, that internal like complication in their mind saying, if I give it away, I'm not going to have enough. And that, that brings in your plan and shows them, okay, you can give away this amount and still have enough. You can keep this amount and right. still give this away. And the beauty about the blueprint is that it shows all the mechanisms working as a um, as a machine. It's like a true mosaic as yeah. opposed to a linear line of math. Right. It's, a, it's an entire mosaic of all the different things that are going on and how they interact with each other because it is very difficult. Anyone trying to... Stitch together your CPA's work that they do each year. You're a state planning attorney that may have just given you, you know, okay, you need this trust and this will. There's so much more to that. The the true financial plan needs to be large. If you have seen the prints that we put out, the last one that we shipped out of here was seven feet long wow. and was 24, 24, 22, 22 inches high. That's how big the spreadsheet is to put some of the plans on one piece of paper. And now we've just incorporated this new call-out box. So when, when we print it, we print the whole thing out and it just is overwhelming. But then there's a layer. It's not like a, you know, a see-through layer. It's actually the same print, but now we load it. And I'm going to show you today, Amy. We load it with call-out boxes. So basically, if you could just watch and go from left to right, you can see your entire life and how it's being designed like this. And we say, you know, if you're here and you haven't got your estate right. organized, you're late. You yeah. got to do this stuff early, guys. You can't wait until you get there and then try to fix it. You know, for, for the good friends and clients of mine down in Florida, if you wait another day or two for for what's his name, Ian, Ian, or Ivan. Is it Ivan? <laughs> Ivan, yeah. Ivan. <laughs> I have Ian's, I have all these different. You know that the, the potential harm that you put yourself in, if you wait for that storm to make that turn to the east or go north of you, you put yourself in great peril. Well, those are things that you really can't have too much of a head, uh, you know, a head, at least a head start on. Finance, you can. Finance, you could start today for things that are going to happen when you're 100 years old, but you don't want to wait. And it, if you can control it, it's not scary. It's not depressing. It's empowering. Right. And it's productive. I, I think that uh, if with the education, especially that you give, um, with the education 
people understand, okay, they, they can, they can hop into something, um, waiting in, you know, to, to take advantage of certain discounts. You know, I, I think about the market when you're buying something right now, you're buying it on discount right now. Might it go lower? I'm a woman. I, I shop the sales. So, you know, I'm always uh, afraid that it's going to go lower. Oh, darn it. We <laughs> a little bit lower. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I didn't pay full price, even if I had purchased it. Um, but so buying things on discount, uh, you know, buying into the market is, is, is nothing different. You're buying it on discount. You can buy annuities and, and things to hedge against risk. So, so a couple of, let's talk about a couple of the, the proactive tools that are out there. Mm-hmm. By the way, two of the best proactive tools, when you mention the people, they are, you know, oh, I, I don't believe in annuities. I don't believe in life insurance. And I just learned, and I mentioned it on the last podcast, um, a, a new line that I that I got from uh, a, an advisor out in, I, I think he was in Wisconsin. And he said, Brett, uh, when they say they don't believe in annuities or life insurance, please tell them it's not a religion. This is math. You have <laughs> to believe in math. And he's right about that. But there's such a prejudice against life insurance and annuities. And, and I don't get it. But then the next thing that I don't get is why people go out and buy the cookie cutter, you know, trust in a box or will in a box. Yeah. Is it, there any like guidance that we can give the people about these, these non-financial products, but these processes? Uh, so I, I think that you have to back up and you have to say, um, everybody's got a risk tolerance. Everybody, boomers, um, millennials, everybody's got a risk tolerance. And it's def- definitely different. Um, but you have to take that piece of the pie and you have to cut it up. And uh, life insurance and annuities fits into the income, fixed income portion of that. Uh, you know, a typical 60-40 kind of um scenario uh for a 45 year old kind of i just uh, did a plan what did i say and it was 90 10 i just did a plan with 90 percent of the money in safe and fixed but it's not for the whole plan amy what i did when i saw the two-year i'm like why in the world would anybody be risking money for early part of a a plan Mm -hmm. when we could jump into a, a u.s treasury at 4.3%. 4.3%. And and that's a I think that the the reason that people wouldn't do it automatically is because they have this 12-year memory that you were talking about can't, of 15, yeah, 18, 20%. And and realistically speaking when you are retiring, you're not really uh you don't want to put your risk, your 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 retirement funds in their entirety at risk. You may play at that point, as you were saying, about 10% into uh, getting a little bit of a, a higher rate. Yeah, just early on in retirement, you got to be really careful. And the risk right now, until the word recession has been extinguished, and by the way, they're not even acknowledging recession until 2023, 2024. So, there's no talking about avoiding this recession at this point. I don't know that one person is actually saying, yeah, we won't have that problem. They have to put a wrecking ball through the economy in order to keep prices down. If they don't, we're going to be in big trouble because we'll have inflation and we'll have stagnation. Right. And that is the likely outcome of what we're going through. We've already seen that the the real estate market has softened significantly because, you know, getting a loan now. We're going to have 7% mortgage rates this week. that's, That's just... A year ago, you could have gotten the same loan for what, three percent, three and a half percent, something of that sort. The, the two year hasn't been at this level since two thousand and seven. That is frightening. We know what happened in two thousand eight. Exactly. So it's frightening. It's exactly so right. People when they're when they're saying, you know, hey, I don't want to do a law a large percentage of my am I of life insurance or annuities or anything. You don't have to do a large percentage of it. What you do need to do is you need to have that cushion that stabilizes everything else. The more of that you have, the less volatile your entire portfolio will be. Exactly right. And as you get further and further, I mean, if you're over the age of 50 and you're not scared by the volatility in, in your in in your portfolio, uh, if you're somewhere in that, that 60-40 blend, Ooh, you need to. Uh, and by the really way, the forty has it. been consequential for most people. The bond side, 
I mean, the bond market is is as scary to me. It's more scary than the equities market because that's your foundation of finance well, is think, the bond market. Think about what happened during COVID is uh, artificially sending money to these companies so that they could stay afloat, and then they and turned around and bought their own stock back. I, unbelievable! <laughs> it's, like this is if you took dumb and multiplied it, what has happened is you know they went out and they said, "Hey, money's so cheap. Let's go grab a lot of money." And then let's buy our stock at an all-time high back to make our companies more valuable. And now they're going to have to sell their stock at a discount to get the money back that they can't even pay their their investors. Because like, this is insanity, guys. Well, you know what it was? It's this false sense of uh, a departure from uh, foundations. Well, think about the people thinking. running these companies, Amy. They stepped into 12 years ago. They weren't captains of industry. Yes. They were worker bees. They were vice presidents. They were learning. They had that Midas touch, you know, maybe during that 12 year ramp, but they're not old, you know, Warren Buffett's out there. They haven't seen everything that can happen and they fell into it. I called it a long time ago. I said, these companies are nuts. They're taking low interest. They're, they're offering their companies debt, right? So this is their debt instrument. This is on their books. Mm -hmm. They owe the money. They're getting cheap money in and they're buying their own stock at a premium. What in the world were they thinking? That's why these bonds are going to be in, in big trouble. It would be really helpful if the uh, the general populace out there understood what it looks like on a private level. Um, what they would be doing on a private level that these, these companies are doing on a corporate level. Yep. Because they would just intuitively know it makes no sense it makes whatsoever. makes no sense at all. And it's, we're, we're in that situation and it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to climb out of it anytime soon because, it, as you said, the printing press can't be printing money forever. The, we, we saw what, what's going on. Inflation, yeah, inflation is, is just a cancer, financial cancer. Well, let me tie all this together for you guys listening to this program and even watching it today. We have, we don't have a fiduciary by law because we're not your money managers here. We build plans to educate you so you can have an intelligent conversation with your financial professional. The idea of wills and trusts are not cookie cutters. You don't just go and, you know, pick one up at, at uh, Office Depot and, and say, okay, open the box and I'm all good. What we're doing now, one of the things I'm excited about with Amy is we're now able to say, here you go, Amy. This is what we're talking about for, for clients so-and-so. It saves you so much time of trying to figure the whole thing out because it's like, you know, interviewing someone who doesn't want to be interviewed when you're asking questions, when right. you're trying to build for them. They're, they're always like suspicious and careful and guarded. Well, with our program, we have it all figured out, but not just now, 80 85, 90, 95, 100. And your needs will change as you age. The idea that whatever you buy today is going to be what's in place 10 years from now, it's silly. Right. It just won't likely happen. I, so I, I just to, just to interrupt on that little interject, um, five years, I say five years in the estate planning world. So much changes in your life after every five years and I'm imagining, financially speaking, we come back and circle back to the plan. How is it going? Five years. How are those people you appointed as guardian? Uh, How is mom doing? How's dad doing? Have you looked into those different things? But every five years, uh, I believe that your family, your life, your home, your business goes through a shift. And every five years, you should go back and you should be looking at these things to see if you're on track or if you need to make these adjustments. So that's a great idea. And because I'm I'm the innovation leader in the company, what we're going to do now is on the right-hand side of our print where we're showing your your liquidity value, right? So we go your after-tax liquidity value year after year after year. And I think every five years, we should put a call-out box that says, this is a review of your estate. And guys, if you don't think, and again, so many people are, are dollar, are penny-wise and dollar-foolish. I've never seen more of it than in, in the case of working out your retirement plan. You should have a team. What I try to get everyone to understand is you're a CEO and a CFO 
of your family's business. Even if you don't have a business, running a family today requires income to pay expenses and hopefully there's a savings. Well, that's what a business has to do, right? So you're running a business. It's just called your house, your family. What you should be thinking about is if you're running a business, do you not have professionals to guide you to make sure your business is optimized? Part of that team should be a tax preparer who is engaged with a designer. You can expect each one of your professionals to understand the whole picture. It's just not logical. When you work with a print like we create, you become the architect, right? It's like that that kitchen improvement. You sketch it out on paper before you go tell somebody to knock the cabinets off the wall. We give you that ability. Retirement architecture, interesting name, right? When, when you're talking about it in, in, in scheme of a house, well, financially, you should be building your retirement like an architect. You should have everything laid out. You should get each line right. One of the doctors I'm working at right now, he's prorating the year that he retires so that he could actually see what's going on. He, he can look at it on one line. And it's because, like I said in the last podcast, he's a scientist, and they're inquisitive and they want to get it right. Thank God he wants to get it right. He's a doctor. So I want to help you with the bigger picture. Amy is part of what we're going to be offering with our plans. She'll look at a print from me and I could give her a, a I could give her a debrief in minutes about what I'm concerned about. And then you could have a conversation. Now, yes, it's not a free service, right? So a, a lot of what we do is sponsored. A lot of the printing and all the tools and goodies that we have here, they're under sponsorship dollars. But when I bring in a professional, it's because I believe you need it. And in this world, you're not allowed to share legal fees with anyone. That's I correct. know that. I know lawyers can't share legal fees. And it's the same thing in real estate. Real estate agents aren't supposed to share their fees. Financial advisors are not supposed to share their fees. So the reality is, guys, is if you want to get it right, if you're running a business, if you want it to be successful, successful means accomplishing more than you thought and leaving money to people who are going to need it. Your family, your children, your grandchildren are facing some really difficult headwinds uh, in their future. It's not going to be the gifted world that I inherited from my dad. So Amy, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're yeah, on the you. team. Uh, I know we're going to be talking to key arc today, our sponsor. Uh, he's now sponsoring the podcast, which we, we didn't have that when we had our first <laughs> failed attempt that the zoom screwed us up on, but, uh, I think it's going to be a great relationship. I think it's going to be insightful and if you're out there and you're not sure how to do it, you can just start with an email to me. It's Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at retirementarchitecture.com. Shoot me an email. Say, I heard this program the other day. I'm interested in what you do. My team will send you out a questionnaire. You can fill that out. And then we're happy to talk to you about how everything works. Your first blueprint is without charge. So why not take advantage of it? My grandfather used to say, if it's free, carry all you could take. <laughs> I think that that is a, a wise man. It's a wise man, right? <laughs> That's how it was in the old days, right? They there you go. saved everything. So, Amy, I really want to thank you for coming up today. I know it was a, a long ride, but it's beautiful out. It it's is a beautiful, a beautiful, day. beautiful day. And I'm so glad that I was able to come and, and, and be here by your side. And we were able to make this happen. So we're going to end the program with uh, Billy Bragg. Should have seen it coming. Uh, a song that Anthony found. I give it all the credit to Anthony because you wouldn't have liked the song that I found. But uh, we're going to finish with Should Have Seen It Coming by uh, Billy Bragg. And Amy, we're going to jump in and look at some of these new plans that we've got kicking around here. That's fantastic. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you uh, checking out the podcast. Sorry for the screw up and look forward to you. Look forward to getting the next one out. We'll do more for okay. sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Absolutely. Amy.